The kind of painting that you do depicts these intimate scenes of home life, of personal memory, and within these paintings there's these moments of absence where these figures, instead of being rendered at the left in these blank fields, just showing a silhouette, thinking about forgetting and memory and absence and loss and we think through the audio archives at the Library of Things We Forgot to Remember, where these, these massive collections of vinyl records, and as the record plays and as the record spins, you can hear that faint crackling in the background. But I think about a record, and as it spins, each scratch on it might cause that record to skip or to catch on a specific point. And I think, could you talk to me a little bit about these moments of catching or these moments of slipping as the record spins? Just relating it back to, you know, the vinyl record, I think life and memory works in the same way, where, like, you know this thing was there, it existed, it was recorded, but in that sort of action of replaying it, there is some sort of, like, wear and tear. You know, like, the more you use the record, you know, it's just like with CDs, I mean, there used to be so many scratches on them, you know, the more and more you use them to the point where you don't get access to the content anymore because it's been used so many times. So I think it's the same thing with memories as well. Like the more you try and recall them, the more you actually lose. It's, it's, it's a very strange thing. You'd think the more you try to like ingrain something on your mind, the more you remember, but I don't know, it's just like there isn't enough space in the mind. So I think, at least relating it back to, to my work, instead of trying to render or represent these like slippages or these moments of forgetfulness, um, why not just, you know, give them the space to be absent? Because it's, it's, it's a very strange thing to try and paint a memory you don't even remember. It's sort of like a futile attempt, so why not just literally leave it blank? I think it's a, it's a much more honest and genuine representation of what is actually going on in the mind. You can sort of give information um, and to some extent, like just give context of where this forgetfulness is happening, but otherwise, why not just you know let it exist in that emptiness? Plus, I think having blank spaces also leaves a sort of opportunity for like imagination and perhaps. Okay, I don't want to say lies, but but yeah, that because I, I don't I don't know if you've ever you know recalled something maybe with a certain level of clarity, but you are unsure of whether it is something that you actually experienced yourself or if it's something that someone else told you, but your mind has made it or your mind has taken ownership of it as if it's your own lived experience, but you were actually never there in the first place. And like for me, a lot of my memories, I think, 
I like that. I'm very uncertain of them. A lot of people have like told me stories about my mother, and like some of them, I I don't know. It just it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Like you know, was I really there? I don't remember any of this, but it feels like it is my own recollection. A part of me knows it's not. So it's <laughs> yeah, it's a. <laughs> It's, it's a very weird thing. I, I think um, it's it's like this comparison between truth and honesty. Like one can be honest even when they're lying because they believe it so much. But it's not actually truthful or factual. I don't know if that makes sense. A trick of the mind, really. And I think going back to something you said, I think there's something so important about leaving space for absence. As the record spins, each time it's replayed, you know, the grooves get worn down further and further. And over time, this object that seems to break away and fade away. And once there's a scratch, that scratch now permanently mars the surface of this. I mean, if we think about it as a memory, the scratch permanently distorts this memory now. And whenever that memory is replayed, that scratch is present, that that's skipping over. And I think every time I, for me at least, every time I remember something, it seems to get less and less clear. It's maybe this crisp audio at first, and then after the first listen or re-memory, it starts to fade and get quieter and quieter. And maybe I, I start to invent something. Maybe I start to add my own voice to this record. Um, that was, as you said, that was never truly in the first place. You hear about something from someone else and you invent your own story and you swear you were there, but you were never actually there. But in the memory itself, you were there. I, even just from, I don't have a lot of experience with um, vinyl records. I'm just seeing my friend, you know, play his and like he's so like precious about them. Because even a speck of dust can completely like, distort the way it plays. So it just, like, I don't know, like I said, it just, it feels a bit futile to, to try and be so precious about something that will inevitably, as you use it, you know, pertain some wear and tear. And now, like, because that was not my experience with, like, with CDs, I don't know if there were ever people who could actually fix them. We just tried to, like, sort them out at home. There's a point where people say, you know, just put them in the freezer for a couple of minutes and then wipe it down. That should help. But the scratches were always there. So, like, try as you might. Once it's gone, it's, it's gone. Just, yeah, it's going to do what it's going to do.